Hi, this is Mistress Katia, and this Mastercast is for adults over 18 and kinky individuals over 18. So if you're under 18, get the hell out of here. Hey, thanks for downloading another episode. Uh, before we get to this this episode, I want to talk about um, a friend of the show, Lee Harrington, is uh, having uh, an Indiegogo campaign. If you're not familiar with Indiegogo, it's like Kickstarter, but uh, there's more stuff you can do. For example, you can have a campaign like Lee Harrington is having. Uh, Lee has a new book uh, coming out called More Shibari You Can Use, and uh, it looks pretty good. I, you know, of course, if, if Lee's involved, you know it's got to be pretty good. As of today, Sunday the 2nd, there are eight days left uh, in order to uh, to fund it. Now, the goal was around 8000 They've surpassed the goal. It's like 16000 now. However, uh, there's still plenty of reasons why you should contribute. You get uh, an e-book if you donate 15 bucks. You get uh, two e-books for 25 No, There's a whole list of things and reasons why you should donate. Uh, and also, you should just help support people who are doing something like this. It's really, you know, I've, I've bugged you to support the podcast bef- before, and, you know, you should support other people, too. As it turns out, I'm not the only person who's making the world a better place through kink. That sounded a lot more egotistical than I wanted it to. Saad actually kind of smiled a little bit, like, okay, whatever, whatever. So, uh... There you go. Uh, the link you can find, you can either just search for more Shibari you can use on Indiegogo, or you can go to the link on massacast.com. Now, this episode is uh, Megan McCord, someone who uh, we have so many mutual friends, I'm just shocked that our paths haven't crossed before. Um, but uh, nevertheless, uh, she stopped by the uh, studio apartment. There you go. It's an, I'm not going to lie. It's an apartment. And uh, we had a great conversation. It's pretty obvious. Uh, here it is, Megan. Thank you for doing this. Yeah, my pleasure. Thank um, you for having me. I've been, I, I've, you, brand new table. Um, <laughs> uh, you're one of these people who, uh, we have a lot of friends in common, mm-hmm. and uh, our paths just don't cross, but it's also one of those things when, uh, I, you know, I, I think we talked about in being, you know, interviewing me interviewing you a while ago. We've been talking about it for about a year, right. and we, we, we've more been threatening to. Well, and I, I want to stress, and this is also for other people who are, if I've said, yeah, I'd love to have you on, and I don't follow up, it's not that I've, I was insincere. Right. I've, I've been sincere ever since the first time we talked about it. It's I just think our it's schedule. Just life or, happens. Or, or an email gets missed or yeah. something like that, and so, but I'm glad you finally, you finally made it. I'm glad too. Um, you said you were a little nervous. Yeah. Just because... Talking about yourself, you know. Are you one of those people who you you just... Is it you don't like to introspect or you're always kind of like focusing on the outside? Oh, I'm always very introspective. Yeah. But just uh, kind of verbalizing it is is a little different. I'm yeah. actually quite shy. You know what? It's funny. I know a lot of doms who are shy. Yeah. What? But yet at the same time, there are amazing doms. And I've heard plenty of stories about you that... Uh, what do you think that is? Why the shyness goes along? I know so many doms I, who are... And male doms, too, who are shy. Yeah, one-on-one, I'm better. Um, it's it's kind of that group fear walking into a room by myself and not knowing anybody kind of thing. Yeah. Um, I think it comes from growing up geeky and kind of uncomfortable in yourself because I'm so tall. Um, I'm six foot two for people who don't Me know. Me too. High five for six High foot five. two people. Yes. Um, I knew, you know, I thought there's some, you know, I knew you were cool, but when you came into our apartment, I'm like, 
she's cooler than I thought. Because I'm like, ah, six foot two. Six, six foot two, two people obviously. are just always cool. Yeah. Not six foot three, not six foot one. It's Fuck six foot two. Exactly. Screw them. They're idiots. Um, <laughs> so I think it took me a lot longer to grow into myself and into my body um, than other people. Were know. you taller Especially at a young age? Or- oh, yeah. Like how, it was like, always, you know, remember in middle school and grade school when they used to line you up by height? Yeah. You know, I was, was always the last one. Really? Yeah. But you were so, probably the first to be picked for basketball. No hand-eye coordination. Me too. <laughs> but I'm amazing with a whip. Who knew? Um, I, I'm, I still don't have any hand-eye, uh, hand-eye coordination. I actually dropped out of high school basketball so that I could uh, work at a radio station on the weekends. Right? Mm-hmm. And everyone... And, like, all the parents were like, but you're the tallest person on the team. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm also the tallest person on the bench. Yeah. You know? Like, I also suck at it. Right. I'm just I'm not like, really, not, I not was never it. really good at sports. Right. At all. Uh, but I thought I've been, I, but at the same time, the problem with being tall, mm. and I know short people right now are really like, oh, cry me a river. But the problem is that they assume things. They, they assume, well, clearly she was an excellent volleyball person. Why didn't you go into the Olympics for volleyball? You know? Yep, that is the go-to question for new people who meet me. Oh, did you play volleyball? Did you play basketball? It's so <laughs> fucking annoying. And I, would, I, I did the same thing. I just... <laughs> I fell into that trap. I'm very sorry. It's this interview's okay. already off to a horrible, horrible start. <laughs> no, no, it's okay. Um, so I think, I think just, you know, that walking into a room, I'm more comfortable being one-on-one, although mm-hmm. I know that other people will be hearing this at some point. So... That's what makes me a little nervous. I did a um, a panel at Tess a couple of weeks ago, a female status panel. Yeah. Um, with Mistress Alex, Mistress Trish, Mistress Amico, and uh, Ostra, who hides the pig on Fat Life. Mm-hmm. And um, I went for a drink with Alex beforehand. Is this Alex? Uh... Alex. Alex with an E. Oh, so the Mistress Alex I know. The Mistress Alex. Oh, I didn't you know, know she yes. was that. T- okay. Yeah. Um, so There's an Alex with a Y as well. There is, yeah, that's why I said Alex with an E. Right. I know both of them. Oh, yeah. But, um, yeah, this is Alex with an E. And uh, so we went and had a drink beforehand, and we're like, well, I wonder if somebody's actually going to show up to this. And we're like, well, you know, we'll have a drink. We'll go. We'll talk. If we're talking to ourselves, it's fine. Whatever. Yeah. And we walked in, and the room was full. Yeah. And... Uh, which sent me into a panic. I was like, oh my God, people actually showed up? Because I'd been to test meetings before, and you know, it's a great organization, but a lot of times, you know, it's a room of 20-ish people. Yeah. I think they said 60 or 70 people showed up to yeah. hear us speak. Like, the, the room was completely full. I mean, I came into my sadism a lot later in life. Like, I'm in my early 30s, so it, it took me a while. Um, whereas the other ladies that were on the panel, I, I think figured it out a lot earlier than I did, especially Ostra, like new, um, you know, I had inklings of it when I was little. Um, uh, I also grew up in the lifestyle. So oh, you grew up in the lifestyle. Yeah. My parents are kinky. Well, we got to talk about that. Too. Yeah. We have to talk about that. Too. I'm writing that down. Okay. I think you should. Uh, right now I lost my train of thought. Um, you coming into your sadism. Yeah. I, I think. You know, my, my high school boyfriend, as I said at the panel, like I kept trying to pop his balls when I was about 16, just wasn't, and he didn't like it. And so I thought, okay, well, this is something that's not okay to do, what do you mean right? Pop with a needle? No, like with my fingers. I, I likened it to, you know, like one of those gel caps, like a NyQuil gel cap. That's, right. that's what I felt or it felt peanuts. like or something like that. I wanted to see like how much force it would take to get it to burst. Yeah. Um, 
my right ball just like started hurting. <laughs> it was a sympathy pain for him. Yeah. So he was not into it at all. So I thought for a while, okay, this is something that people don't do. Yeah. And um, then I kind of explored a little kink after I moved to the city, but wasn't, you know, part of the community. And I moved here in late 90s. Would say, yeah. Um, and I know there was stuff, but it just didn't happen. And you know, being six two, if submissive men kind of naturally gravitate towards me, and I did date vanilla as well. Um, and then when I broke up with my last long term relationship was about six years ago. Um, it was when I became pro because I needed the extra income, mm-hmm. and I kind of you know I had a feel for it, but. Once you become pro, your skill set goes from like a zero to a 10 and it's a whole new world and things that have been going on in my head that I kind of suppressed while I was with this boyfriend. Um, I was like, wow, other people actually do this. Okay. And enjoy it. And, and and there isn't something wrong with me. And how did you, I mean, uh, how did you get over that? That, uh, my God, I'm hurting someone and guilty because I can, and it's not hard to tell you're a nice person. Yeah. And uh, there's a there's a natural thing like, but I'm a nice person. This is what I hear. But I'm a nice person. Why don't do this to other people? Or did you get over that pretty quickly because you enjoyed it so much? Yeah, I got over it pretty quickly. <laughs> there <you> go. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. You did, didn't hang over your head that much. Yeah, you're no. not that nice. No, 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 no. So uh, <laughs> do you remember like when, when you... What, what the first thing that was that you did where you, you weren't guilty or you didn't feel guilty over it? Like, what was the... Do you know what the... I remember what the activity was? No, I don't. No. Sorry. So, I have a friend who's... She's six foot? I think she's... Oh, man. Damn it. I'm, I'm horrible I'm horrible at names, and I'm also horrible at guessing heights and widths. Okay. I'm like Rain Man in, in money. Everything costs 5000 or 5000 <laughs> But um, but she's tall, right? But she's submissive, and for her, she likes being submissive because it makes her feel small, and she wants to feel tinier than that because she's always taller than oh. everybody else. Um, but for you, uh, the fact that you're so tall is clearly an advantage here, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, in, in the pro aspect, yes, the the giantess fantasy is is a, a huge one. Um, but a lot of clients still prefer to get their ass kicked by somebody petite. It's a little less threatening because, you know, I put on heels and I walk into a room. I can be quite intimidating. Um, but I imagine there's uh, plenty who love that. I mean, that's the oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. For they everyone just, they, that wants someone petite is... Uh, yeah, and a lot of those really just want to be in my presence and made to feel small. They're not really into the pain aspect. It's a little more humiliation and being made to feel lesser than by this... Amazon giantess. How do you speaking of humiliation? How do you how do you do that? I mean, how do you? I know I've I've read plenty of blog posts for people who you know expound on on what humiliation is like for them. And since it, humiliation is different for different people, as far as what type of humiliation, uh, do you find because you're so tall, there's usually one kind, or is it? Yeah, it's it's usually the the height comparison yeah. and the small penis and and that kind of thing. I, humiliation isn't one of my great fortes. Yeah. Um, I'm not very verbal in my scenes, I guess. Um, so humiliation is something that I've really had to work at. You know, learning to flog somebody or whip somebody it's a it's a different kind of skill. Yeah. Um, my brain just doesn't really work that way. 
because I genuinely do like my clients or in my personal life, the people that I've seen with, and I don't want to humiliate them, but it doesn't get me off. So it just turns out to be a bad scene. And I'd rather if a client wanted to see somebody for humiliation, saw somebody that really enjoyed it. So how do you, I mean, when someone requests it and you, you know, maybe you have a client who comes. I do do have a couple that I do humiliation with. And is it just... We just have a, a, a good rapport that it kind of comes easy to me, and yeah. and they've expressed exactly what they're looking to get out of it. Um, so it just kind of comes naturally. Or I'll just bring other women in, and it'll be like a big group. We're laughing at them, kind yeah. of kind of thing. That's an easy go-to for. <laughs> I need help. Hey, let's all go left. <laughs> how how kinda, do you? Yeah. Um, so let's say, for example, you want to humiliate someone. Um, do you take something real and? quantify that as part of the humiliation like oh this person's bald or this person has a small penis i'm going to use that or uh is that too hurtful and so you're going to use something completely opposite you know what i'll I mean? yeah I'll, I'll use physical attributes but if there's really nothing i'll kind of put them through endurance tests and then mock them when they fail like what um <laughs> see what did we do on monday we had uh we had a guy come in and he he had um he'd missed a party or something was apologizing because he had a test on the cold war so we started bringing up questions from the cold war which while his balls were tied to per furniture and he's tied this way and we're moving the furniture and stretching them out and um the more because he couldn't answer any of the questions correctly so what were some of the questions about the cold war i have no idea i don't remember we brought him up on the internet (laughs) i have no cold war knowledge whatsoever explain glass no we we got we got information very quickly on our iphones right right. it's really amazing how wikipedia has become a part of your kink toolbox oh totally (laughs) um i don't want to you know keep bringing back the fact that you're tall all the time Mm. Uh, I asked someone, I called someone uh, before the interview and said, and I, I, I actually, I, and I don't do this to for everyone, so, you know, because I, we didn't know each other very well, I wanted to get some insider information on you. Mm-hmm. Uh, here's how some people explain, uh, described you. Oh, Jesus Christ. Okay. Uh, no. <laughs> no. No? Not, no, they didn't say Jesus Christ. Okay. Uh, uh, she's an Amazon dom. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's not a seductress. She's an imposing figure when she is in a play scene. Okay. I, but I, and I said, because I don't know if not a seductress is a negative or, I mean, I don't, I'm yeah, like, what does that mean? And, and I said, this, and this person said, no, that's, that's what then, what they meant was, or how do they phrase it? A top in the toppiest sense of the word. Right, so they meant it all in a. She's not gonna, you know, she's not gonna sweet talk, and she's a, she's, you know, when you, yeah, when she exactly. hits you, you know, you have been hit. Uh, but she's got a heart of gold, oh. yellow and hard. No, uh, <laughs> she's a good-hearted sadist. Um, hates the word goddess. Yeah. Or uh, Zod considers that offensive. The word goddess. I don't consider it offensive. It just. Not offensive, just like it just rubs me. The, it just seems so forced. The only person that call me goddess is Thrash because it actually comes from his heart. Yeah, yeah. When he says it, it just every time anybody else has said it to me, it seems just so forced. Because they they think that's what they're supposed to say. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
So what what do you like? Do you just like mistress? Do you mistress like mistress or yeah. just Megan? Megan, <laughs> how about my name? Megan? Yeah. Wow, I'm a person. Who well, knew? But, but again, and we've talked about this before. Is that um, it took me a long time to realize? Oh, I should ask the person how they want to be addressed. Mm-hmm. Um, because I would get burned both ways if I didn't say mistress or didn't say whatever. They say my name is mistress, whatever. But if I and if I said it, sometimes they'd say, oh, you're, but you don't even know me and you're calling me a mistress, you know? Yeah. Uh, you kind of get burned both ways, but, you know. Yeah. That's why I always ask, how would you like to be addressed? Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah it's, better to, it's better to ask, I would say. So if someone emails you or comes up to your party and uses goddess or something that seems forced, is that automatically a point deducted? Or is it, no, does it happen? No, how are they supposed to know? Yeah, but I mean, do you like... Correct them, or how do you... I do correct them. Okay. I say I don't like being called goddess. You right. can call me Megan, or more formally, you may call me mistress. Sure. You know, they continue to do it. Now, that pisses me off. <laughs> but some, some of it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a practiced thing, right? Yeah. So you just instinctively always say it, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, Retraining. Yes. <laughs> uh, so back to the sadism thing. Okay. How do you... Uh, is it is it like a, a switch that goes on? Like, oh my god, I really have to inflict pain. Um, let's say. Yeah, I mean, sometimes I'll, I'll, I will definitely get the urge for a particular type of scene. Like, I really want to electrocute somebody's cock and balls right now. But um, what does that feel like? It's like it has. It's something very specific, right? Yeah, just something like a new idea will come to my head. I'll be like, wow, I kind of want to try that. Or you know, I'll be talking to some of the other ladies and. You know, something that they thought of that hadn't occurred to me. Um, I'm like, wow, that would sound really great to try on somebody. I need a, I need a willing victim for that. Um, but yeah, it doesn't doesn't really switch on and off for me. Yeah. It, it's kind of it's just, like you're craving. It's almost like, oh, I'm craving peanut butter today. I'm craving yeah. this. It's like that. Yeah. Uh, I, mean, I think maybe it's it's probably the same on the reverse because I can't explain it why sometimes I'm craving a certain activity, but it's r- really rare that I. Uh, that I, I'm craving something very spe- specific. Sometimes mm-hmm. I just want to be broken, you know. Mm-hmm. I don't care what happens. If a train runs over me, that'll that'll do the that'll trick do. too. You know? <laughs> um, but yeah, but I've always always been fascinated with that the submissive or the submissive the the sadist, sadistic itch. Yeah. If you don't get that itch scratched, does it end up coming out in other ways? I could get a little bitchy, a little cranky. Yeah. Really? Yeah. And then you you'll find afterwards. I. Yeah, it, it occurs to me. I think because I'm pro, I mean, I, I'm currently unpartnered so that I'm able to scratch those itches more than somebody who was a lifestyle dominant would. Yeah. Um, I mean, even though I, I do like play in the lifestyle, um, just not currently. So I get my itch scratched a lot more than, yeah. than yeah. How do you... So I, I noticed you said uh, you kind of distinguish yourself as a, not a lifestyle... No, I am lifestyle. You, you mean I'm so just who's only a lifestyle? Who's only a lifestyle? Right, who's right. not professional? Yeah, yeah. I found that 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 um, there was a time when pros would say when someone would say I'm a lifestyle mistress because they would be that's their way of saying look this isn't just something I'm doing for the money I'm actually into this mm-hmm. right uh, and now almost everyone says it because it's sort of the 
shibboleth. It's the it's the litmus test. So that someone wants whether, someone whether you're a real dominant yes, or not, yeah, and, exactly. and, and you're not just doing it for the money. Yeah, yeah, it kind of is the litmus test for because there are a lot of women who just get into it for the money, and yeah. you know, I'm not going to lie. Yes, I got into it for the extra cash. Yeah. Um, but again, I also love it and have spent a lot of time, energy, money, effort to get the skill set that I, that I have. I don't think there are many people who would do... I mean, there are, they are out there, don't get me wrong. But there are, I think that a lot, a lot of people, if they all of a sudden won the lottery, they wouldn't still do pro-dom work, right? They, might, they would still do a lot of play, but they, you, know, you know what I'm saying? I would keep a couple of my clients. You, <laughs> they're, they're, they're the couple that, that I... That yeah, I would keep. Well, what's so unique about them? I don't know. We just have. Um, I, I consider them more, not more, but to be friends, like yeah. the, the people that I've been seeing for years. You can't just cut them off like that. Yeah. No. No. Of course. But I'm saying is you. You, um, you know, you'd have your own private dungeon, and you probably wouldn't charge. Yes, them, maybe, and, right? and my stable of slaves and all of that, right? Yes. You, <laughs> like you said, when you. Went pro, your skill set went from zero to a billion. Well, like a one. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know, I had played with partners before, yeah. and um, once I went pro, I realized that most of the relationships that I had had before that were, were female led, yeah. um, especially the the last major one that I had of five years. That it just didn't occur to me at the time. I, mean, I knew it was what I wanted, but I think there's other aspects of our lives that were skewing it. But what does a female-led relationship mean to you? I mean, what is that? And that's he, a very open question. He, I, he deferred to me on all major decisions. Yeah. Um, he did the cooking. He did the cleaning. He did the laundry. And pretty much anything that I needed, he was right there to, yeah. to fulfill in any way that he possibly could. Um, is that sort of like uh, your ideal? Is to to have that I mean, I found some people uh, who want a female-led relationship. There's like degrees, right? Mm-hmm. They don't. They like the idea of it, but at the same time, you know, I'll be talking to some friends who they love the idea in practice, but at the same time, they don't want it always to be so constantly one, you know, lopsided, right? Right. Well, I don't. I don't want a twenty-four-seven total power exchange relationship. Um, I just like having stuff done for me. Yeah. <laughs> I don't consider, I, I don't identify as a dom. I identify as a lazy sadist. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> so, but that's, that's really fascinating though. Yeah. I mean, most people wouldn't say that. I mean, it's the truth. Yeah. You know, I, I do enjoy having things done for me and being cared for. And it's not to say that when he and I were together, I didn't do a lot of things for him to show him that I cared for right. him. It, there is a give and take to it. Yeah. Um, but I, I really don't like doing dishes. I right. don't really like doing laundry. I don't really like cleaning. So, yes, I would like those things taken care of for me. When you say you're not a dom, what does that mean? Why, why, why don't you consider it? What is it? Um, the, the aspects that I enjoy about BDSM it all involve pain yeah. and inflicting pain. Um, so, how do I describe it? You know, I'm a top, but I think the ideal of the, you know, the dominant woman kind of thing, I don't really fit into that. Well, I don't think any done, anyone does, really. Right? Yeah, I guess. I mean, because I mean, I mean, that's... So, 
one of the hardest things uh, for submissive and submissive women to mm. learn is that, uh, it, it, and I think there's a lot of a lot of people who've experienced this when they're starting out. Uh, they'll start dating someone who's their top, and they'll be like totally enthralled. And then when that person shows their human side, mm-hmm. then all of a sudden, like, what the hell's going on here? Mm-hmm. This is very unattractive. She is not. She he is not a walking fantasy. Right, everything right. that I've had in my right. head. Yes, and no one. No one can ever live up to that, ever. Well, for me, it was a well. She's not dominant enough. That's right. that, that's what I said. And so you know, I wouldn't. I'd end the relationship. Whatever. You know, like, right. they're not dominant enough because. But that was just a stupid. You know, because yeah. again, I only had these tiny. I didn't really have any interactions with dominant women other than me pursuing them at mm-hmm. the time, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and also, or through a computer screen where I was watching porn, right? Because right. Um, that's real. Right. Well, so let me ask you, like when someone's doing service, when someone's doing your dishes or cleaning for you or whatever, uh-huh. uh, clearly you've, you've stated that you like the aspect of someone just doing something for you so that you don't have to. Yes. But isn't there something also that uh, that you like the fact that someone's giving on themselves? Yeah, or, it's more... So there me, is a dom there, part of it too I, I then. I guess. It's more I like being cared for. Yeah. Um, and then I just kind of want to hang out on the couch and watch tv when it's over i, I do want to have somebody to hang out with that i enjoy their company yeah. who enjoys being of service to me yeah um but i'm not gonna hang out in my apartment in my full leather with my lipstick on and <laughs> and and all of that i'm probably going to be in stretchy pants and you know i'll make the list of everything that needs to be done and we can you know play the game i check and make sure it's done accordingly and all that and then yeah. i'll probably want to hurt you and then we can get some pizza and hang out on the couch <laughs> like it's i prepare for a lot of emails on fit life <laughs> i know i enjoy pizza oh, yeah. right? you know, like... um so i i just the, the whole word dominant i it just seems so contrived to me yeah that that it's a, it's kind of a fantasy that i will never live up to it's, but it's hard too because it, I mean that's I mean, clearly that's what you are, but you also maybe I just don't like the label. You don't like the label. Yeah, yeah. So like on Fet Life, what do you list it as? Status. Status. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really fascinating. So what was the uh, when you were at the test talk when you're doing the roundtable thing? What was was there anything specific that stood out to you that uh, uh, either someone asked or that someone else on the on the on the panel, mentioned. it was client. It was kind of a blur, yeah. actually. But those are the good. Those are the good ones, right? Yeah, I guess so. I um, we'll have to circle back to that. That's all right. Yeah. Um, you said your parents were kinky. Yes. How did, um, did you know? I figured it out probably around thirteen. They uh, became friends with the original owners of Dressing for Pleasure. Um, which was a store I grew up in New Jersey and um, Constance and John were the original owners and they became friends with them and started having people over and I kind of started cluing into certain dynamics Um, and I knew that they went to parties Uh, Constance put on a a yearly party at I think like the Hilton and I want to say Edison, New Jersey, the, the annual dressing yeah. for pleasure ball. And I went up to visit her maybe about two years ago because she's moved upstate now. And we watched the old videos and it's great kitsch eighties 
BDSM <laughs> gear. It's it's truly hilarious and wonderful at the same time. Um, I'm sorry. When you said you knew they went to parties, you mean that you knew they went to kink parties? Yeah, they told, like you- when I started asking questions because we would go to the store and 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 say hi and things like that. And yeah. They would keep me when I was younger from the really hardcore stuff. Yeah. But I remember it. I would say maybe twelve. Um, a very large hairy man came out of the dressing room in a full sissy made outfit. <laughs> I remember my asking my mom, mommy, why is he dressed like that? And she said, because it makes him feel good about himself. It makes him feel happy. I was like, okay. So I don't know the aspect of their relationship. I don't think I want to know yeah. the aspect oh, of the their relationship. The if you had to get, no, don't even, I don't even, I don't, I don't even ask. Cause then that would mean you'd have to think about it. Yeah. I don't really. Um, but if I ever had any questions, they were more than happy to ask or would point me in Constance's direction if they couldn't answer it. Um, I do think they more enjoy the dressing up than anything. Yeah. Um, and so they know that I'm lifestyle, and I actually just came out as pro to my mom Saturday. Wow. Yeah. And just, how did she what Okay, did she think? sweetie, I love you. My God, that's <laughs> amazing. Yeah, it was. it just fell out of my mouth because I had... I, I've been thinking about a lot of things, and one of my my big major knows is you never lie to me. Like yeah. Whatever in any relationship, friendship, whatever, just never lie to me. I was sitting there thinking, I'm like, wow, I've been lying to my parents for the better part of almost five years that I work at a bar as, as a side job uh-huh. to earn extra money. And she asked me how it was, and I said, you know what, I I've been a pro dom for many years now. Right. I don't work at a bar, and I can't lie to you anymore. And she was fine. Yeah. She was concerned that I was safe, like where you're not having them over to your apartment. Right. And um, I told her a little bit about it because um, I'm not working my day job right now. Um, so I've gone out to L.A. twice to feature at the Den of Iniquity. Um, so I kind of told my parents a little bit, like, I'm going out to do this to kind of try it out. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of putting my feelers out into, Is this, are they going to be okay with this? Yeah. If I'm just doing it for a week, are they yeah. going to be okay? Okay. And they were fine. And so it it just came time to to come clean on the whole the whole thing. And they handle it well. That's great. It's, yeah, it's they not like they had it well. a fairly healthy attitude cuz I, I know a lot of people who have kids mm-hmm. in the scene, uh, especially lately, a lot of people my friends have been having more and more kids. Um I think they're trying to just peer pressure us to have kids. I think that's all it is. But um yeah. That's the question everyone asks each other. When I see new parents in the scene talking to other new parents in the scene, mm-hmm. that topic always comes up. Like, how how do you broach the subject? How do you obviously you don't want them to see everything, you know? Yeah. You don't want you don't want them like, hey, you know, you're sitting there washing your strap on. You're like, hey, how's it going, Billy? How was school <laughs> today? You know. But uh, but at the same time, some don't want to hide everything. Right. Uh, it sounds like they didn't hide it. No, they they didn't hide it, but I never saw any equipment, like yeah. you said, or anything yeah. like that. But I, I was pretty quick on the uptake. Um, I'd be very curious on having those people because that sounds like such around. a yeah. It yeah. sounds like such a healthy attitude towards it. Yeah, my parents, I, they're kind of hippie-ish. Yeah. you know, my mom's a knitter, my dad's a holistic healer. I, <laughs> they don't really. They've never had issues with sex or sexuality, or they were always very open with it and let me know if I had any questions about anything, you know, BDSM included. I could always come to them because they'd rather 
have me go to them than go somewhere else and get misinformation. Yeah. So, so what was like that? I mean, I, I, mean, I don't know. Maybe this is one of those questions like, is the color red same to you? That, you know, cause I don't know. You don't have anything else to judge it on, but, yeah. um, so when I was a kid and I know a lot of people too, it was just something you just didn't talk about. Here's, here's the book uh, uh, that you had to read. You know, my mom gave me a book called like Johnny's new feelings or something like that. <laughs> oh, no. And I didn't ask any questions. This was weird and gross. And why would a guy want to put his penis inside it? What the hell? Yeah. You know? Gross. And, and, and that's it. Right. And it was, it wasn't talked about. Mm-hmm. If I had any questions, I could ask. Right. But I only asked one question, and that was, so I, do I just pee in the girl? How does oh, it no. happen? Right? She's like, no, no. It just, it'll happen. That's the last thing you need to worry about. That's the last, you know. Um, but that was the only question I asked. And, but there, it had this whole mysterious aspect to it, and it was all forbidden. Mm. And you didn't really have that. It, you know, so... I mean, what was that like? Was it like, oh, okay, you know, I'm, I'm ready to have sex now? Or, I mean, what was that like when you were younger? Or, I mean, if it wasn't that big a deal? Or was it still a big deal, but just not... I mean, it was a little way? awkward. Um, I, I don't know. I don't have a frame of reference of, yeah, of exactly. not having it. So I, I, I think it would be awful to not have what I had with my parents. Yeah. And they were just always very open. Yeah. Um, I, if I ever have children, I hope to be that same way too, because, yeah. uh, you know, my parents are my best friends even still. And it's not just talking about sex or sexuality. It's talking about everything. Yeah. Um, that's really great. Yeah. I'm jealous. I'm really jealous. Really. <laughs> you want to come hang out with my parents? Yeah, we'll go, really hang cool. out. we'll go chill. Okay. <laughs> uh, we'll talk about knitting and holistic healing. Yeah. And my like dad that. actually does want to talk about, uh, energy work in the BDSM community at some point. So I'm a skeptic. Mm-hmm. About just all, all, really all that stuff. And a lot of people to, are to a, to a probably to a fault. You know, I'm mm-hmm. very close as for a liberal. I'm very close-minded on some things, right? <laughs> uh, but uh, but yeah. So what is that? I mean, have you explored energy work other than electricity? And what does that mean? Oh, that's that's different. <laughs> My dad, um, kind of the the energy of the human body and healing chakras. He, yeah, chakra. Yeah, chakras. That kind of thing. That's probably the most mainstream. Somebody who hasn't studied it would know. Yeah. Just the auras, the the way people radiate their energy, um, and yeah, does that make sense? Yeah, no, no. I, can... I haven't really, I haven't really studied it that much. I probably should. Are you into that stuff, or I mean, and I'm not that, that, that sounded I way be- too derogatory. I, I do, I do believe in it. Yes, yeah. yes, and I do believe in in. Um, I mean, I'm a Buddhist. Mm-hmm. I believe in meditation, things yeah. like that. Um, my dad's a little heavier into it than, than I care to be, and he, he gets a little weird. But, yeah, I, I do believe that the energy between two people, and especially in, in BDSM, can uh, be very intense. So in the past few episodes, well, the past year or so, I've talked a lot about, well, not a lot, but I've talked numerous times about my atheism. Mm-hmm. And I've, been, I've been derogatory towards religion, right? Right. Um. So much so that some people have called me out and like, hey, come on, you know? And uh, so I put a call out. Like, I want religious people to come on the show so we can talk about religion and I won't okay. be, ad- I'll try not to be an asshole about it. Right? Okay. And I had an email from one Buddhist and one Quaker. And I was like, well, gee, th- those are like the nicest. Quaker? Yeah. Wow. All right. Which are the Quaker, I don't know if you know any much about Quakerism. No. Other than no the clue. oats. Right. Their, their oatmeal. But no, but Quakers are like the 
most accepting people, you know. Okay. And and so I'm like, well, damn, I, I'm I'm not gonna get. I'm how, how can I get a bigot on you know or whatever? What's a guy have to do to find a horrible Christian around here? Right. You know. Um. So does your Buddhism affect your play, or do you, does you or you just? Um. Well, I don't view Buddhism as a religion. I view it as a way of being. Yeah. Um. The, was it my was it was it offensive for me to say religion? No. Okay. No, I. You're not going to offend me. Okay, really. well, good. Um, I have these other questions that I'm holding <laughs> off on. Um, so I believe that, that Buddhism is a way of being. Mm-hmm. And um, I consider my scene, as I said, meditation is important. Mm-hmm. Um, so I consider scening with somebody more of an active meditation. So uh, is, it, is it like... Um, like kind of like yoga? Yeah, like your yoga. Yoga, yoga is an active meditation. Yeah. Yeah. Walking is an active meditation. Beating somebody is an active meditation. You kind of go into this other, this other place, um, kind of heightened sense of yourself and that other person. So that's how I view my scenes. How does that? I mean, is it now sort of like a muscled response? I mean, is is this a you you can turn this part on, or does it completely depend on the person uh, and the energy you have together? It completely depends on the person yeah. the, and the energy together. It's it's a shared energy. Because I've had horrible scenes. It's just you think it's gonna no. It you just, just you, your facial. Of course, there's no video here. here, but it was it was, it was, it was very. You, the facial expression was the the your equivalent of girl. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what makes a horrible scene? No relation to the other person. They're not giving you anything back, and in that way, all of them shut down, and the whole thing just breaks apart. You may as well just stop the scene at that point. Um, you know, you can negotiate and think that you're going to have a great scene with somebody, and if the the energy exchange isn't there for me, at least, it just doesn't work. As a sadist, do you find that there are times when you want someone who's just a piece of meat that you don't know at all about? I mean, you just don't know them very much because you. You don't, for the lack of a better term, you don't really care about them as much, and so you don't. Is the do you, do you find that there's some a different itch that you get scratched when you play with someone like that as opposed to someone who you know every in and out of their. Uh, well, number one, I always care. I think a lot you know of people. What I'm I think a lot of people misconstrue sadism with not caring. And I, I'm, I'm, what Which, I meant was, as someone you don't have a, a real emotional connection with. Uh, how do I? I'll rephrase this. It would be like the equivalent of uh, the BDSM equivalent of a quickie anonymous sex encounter, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But it's in BDSM where you don't really right. know the person. There's no emotional. There's nothing emotional being you know, you know, confusing things or anything. Like, it's just raw. Yeah, uh, that's that can be great. Right. Um, you know, satiate my bloodlust and all yeah. of that, and everybody leaves you know quite happy. But when you really know somebody and you know, you've known each other for a while or you have that emotional connection. It's so much more. It's like with sex. Yeah. But like my question Just, is, is, is there a type of play or is there a type of uh, vibe, something you can do or an emotion you, or a type of top space you go into that you can have with someone you don't know very well because they're just a piece of meat or, you know what I mean? That you can't have with as easily with someone who you really care about and, does that make any sense? Am I making sense? No. So not I ha- to, me. <laughs> so, uh, to, to go back to the anonymous sex encounter. Okay. Right? So um, 
I have a friend who is, she's in an open relationship. Uh-huh. And uh, while she had probably has her best sex with her partner. Yeah. Right? There's something she gets out of anonymous sex that she doesn't get out of sex with a partner. It's right. some, there's some there's some aspect of either it's the danger or there's something about just as she says getting some strange or mm-hmm. there's something about the thrill of not really knowing the person that makes it really exciting, right? Okay. I'm I'm asking for you is there a BDSM equivalent of that? No, I think there might have been if I had found this out when I was in my early 20s. Mm-hmm. Um now that in, I'm in my 30s, I'm more concerned with Building relationships mm-hmm. with people, even on a, on a on a friendship level, mm-hmm. um, that I find more fulfilling. I don't find, you know, pick up play fulfilling at all. It kind really? of yeah, it leaves me empty. So when you that sucks. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and I'm sure there are plenty of guys right now who are who are going to be stalking you on FetLife to find out when what the next event you're going to be at. They're like. <laughs> How do I get her to know me? I'm gonna, I'm gonna. She's gonna get the notice shit out of me. Gonna, you know, they're gonna show up with their uh, credit report and their, you know, here, take a look at. See, here's my credit report. Here's my fifth, fifth grade book report. Right, know. right. How do you get so? So, what is it at, when you're getting to know someone? Mm-hmm. Uh, is it just like there's a certain tipping point when you know the person enough that you're intrigued to play with them? Yeah, and it could be within the first meeting. Um, It just really depends on the person. Um, Maybe because I haven't been going out lately. I just haven't had that happen in a while. So trying to tap back into what did that feel like? Mm. Um, Yeah, it really just all depends on the person. And whether or not we have that. There's It's like when you meet anybody, a friend or a potential partner, you always kind of feel that little spark, that little click, that something. I, I can't tell you what it is. It just needs to be there. And that's the funny thing with uh, play mm. is that nobody's done this survey or anything like that. But they, they've done some survey, but when um, uh, for like first dates and blind dates and people who meet off of off uh, online and they mm-hmm. meet at a coffee shop, that women know within like. 30 seconds. Pretty much, If they're interested in having sex with the person, right? Mm -hmm. Is it the same for play? Like, you're like, you know within the first that you want to beat this knot out of the person, or... Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. So what is that like? I mean, what is it... Well, then I pursue getting to know that person. It's like like normal dating. I know know what you do afterwards. I know what you do afterwards. Let's say you're at a play party, right? Yeah. Is there something... Is there an X factor that a person can have that really is a huge attraction to you or you know what I'm saying extreme masochists yes Um, but there's a problem with because and I'm sure you found this to be true mm -hmm. there are people who claim to be masochists and they are probably on their degree right Mm -hmm. but for them a 10 is equal to a 2 for you Mm -hmm. right yes I've had a lot of people I've had people actually a guy that I sessioned with on Monday wasn't really punching the walls that hard. It was it was very light, and he said, "Oh my god, you hit so hard." I said, "Really, I don't." <laughs> that was not that was not even close. And then I've had clients go, "Why didn't you hit me harder?" And I was like, "I almost broke my foot on you." <laughs> what? <laughs> so it's hard to gauge. It is really hard to gauge, and I just threw 
speaking with the person and getting to know each other, I guess you kind of figure it out, the both of you. Um, is there a, a style of reaction you like? Do you like someone very verbal? Do you like someone who is stoic? What do you like? Genuine. I do yeah. like some reaction, although I hate the term reaction junkie. Everybody who claims they're you know a top sadist, whatever, I hate to see those profiles on Fat Life. I'm a reaction junkie. Yeah. It's like, oh god, come up with something different. But well, what else would you call it? You found you've, you've made the complaint. Now, now propose a solution. All right, can we circle back to that? Yeah, I, yeah. I'll have to think. I'm proposing a solution to that. Because um, that, but that's an easy, very succinct way of saying, right? Yeah. I don't think I'm a reaction junkie. I think I just want a genuine reaction. Um, that's the thing that I like about pain so much is that pain, in my opinion, is the only thing that doesn't lie. Yeah. Yeah. When I'm hurting somebody, whether it's stoic and they're just, I can see it in their eyes or they're screaming their head off, it's real. Let's go back to the, someone who's a real masochist thing. Mm-hmm. Um, let's say you're playing with someone and you get a, you get a really huge reaction. It's, it's the reaction you love, right? It's the type of, you're thinking of it right now because you just had a glint in your eye. <laughs> uh, so the reaction and the energy you're getting from the person is just really huge, mm-hmm. but you're only going maybe half of the way that you could. And you know, you can't, you can't go to a six. You right. know that this person would be broken with a six. Mm-hmm. Uh, is that still something a little left wanting for you or do you want, do you like, do you uh, need, for you to be really happy? Do you need to go to 10 or no, eight, no, or I don't know. No, no, no. It, it definitely depends on the person. I would make a mental note to push it further the next time. Yeah. Um, but if I see that they're at their limit no, I'm probably not going to see what I can do more. I'll wait until next time, especially if it's the first or second time playing with somebody. Um, I had a play partner, for a while, which I, depends on how long you've been following my Twitter, um, was referred to as fear boner. Um, and he would, you know, bring me all of these things. He would have ideas and, and bring me all of these toys for me to play with and test out on him like a rabbit or something. Yeah. I don't know. And he, he you know, he bring okay, you know, you plug this in the tens and just turn both of them up to a 10 and strap me down and then just leave me there for like an hour. It's like, really? You really, that's okay. Great. Thanks for the idea, but <laughs> this is what we're going to do now. And he bugged out at like a four yeah. on the tens unit. I said, Oh, do, do you want me to go to a 10? <laughs> and then leave you here for an hour? Cause that, I mean, you said, yeah. Yeah. So I think people have really great ideas in their head. <laughs> and yeah. then in actual practice, they're like, Oh shit, this is not, this is not it. Yeah. So, and I've had scenes where I decided to kind of ease off and they're like, you know, you probably could have gone harder. Um, and that's just the process of getting to know somebody. So. But I, I find for me, if I say after the fact, Oh yeah, you could have gone, you could have gone harder. That's only because I was really enjoying whatever that was. Mm-hmm. And when it comes to play, hindsight isn't always twenty twenty. You know what I mean? Yeah. You don't... I don't... I, I will have, like, this blackout period where I don't know what's going on. Yeah. <clears throat> so I couldn't tell you if you could go harder or not. Right. So... I, I, I think giving feedback after play it can sometimes be inaccurate. Mm-hmm. I mean, if someone says you could have gone harder, then sure, you probably could have gone... You might have you been could, Yeah. Harder. You could try it next time, right. but... Um, 
Shit, I lost my train of thought. What is the edge? I mean, what are the indications for you when someone's getting close to, let's say if you're at a five and you want to go to a six, what happens? What are you watching or what, what, what's the feeling you get when you know, okay, I'm really not, I really shouldn't go higher than this. Or is this one of those horrible questions that are so unique to the person? That yeah, no kind of. It's really unique to the person. Yeah. Um, I, the one thing I have noticed in most of the people that I've played with is they kind of get this glazed look in their eye. Yeah. Um, where I know they're 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 kind of going over. Um, that's been my only real indication. That's why I don't play with blindfolds a lot. Right. <laughs> what are your uh, what are your go-to? I mean, clearly, uh, ball something injuring the balls is a big thing for you. Yeah, I love it. Why is that? I don't know. That was like your first thing. Yeah, that was that was that was my first thing was ball injury. <laughs> I there maybe because I don't have them, so uh, I'm fascinated with all the various ways to torture them. Yeah. Uh, because they're, you know, you guys are all kind of on the outside, just hanging out there. Lots of, lots of parts to poke, prod, make bleed, right? Cut off. You know. <laughs> Do you get? Have you had a castration person? I have had people ask, yes, and it is a fantasy of mine. It's one thing that came up at the test panel. That you know, it is what's a fantasy. One, you- what's one thing that you that you haven't done? Or and you know want to do, or probably should never do, but is still a fantasy. I went. Um, Ooh, this was like a year and a half ago to a midnight show at IFC of um, Holy Mountain. Not for me. Oh, it's horrible. You should really see it. <laughs> uh, I can't remember the name of the director. It's so kitsch and just really awful, but I think everybody should see it. Um, and there's this one scene where they're, I, they go to, to like different planets or whatever. And um, I think they're on Uranus. And the opening scene is this guy strapped down getting castrated and the guy comes and collects his balls and takes them into this room thus completing the sanctuary of a thousand testicles and the friend that i was with at the time looks at me during the movie i'm just looking at the the, like like that and she's like oh fuck you want one don't you (laughs) i said yeah i really i really really do so i've i've threatened people with it um but i've never had somebody say yes i want you to castrate me well would you ever really do it if someone could i mean you'd have to go to like some off you'd have to be in international waters i mean you there's something yeah plus i i think it's almost and i and i i've heard of people doing it Mm -hmm. i have never i've heard yes i've never met anyone who knew it's one of it's sort of like an urban legend yes it's an urban legend yeah Someone knows someone or something like that, or heard a guy who mm-hmm. heard, you know whose uncle did it, you know whatever. Um, but it really seems to me like the person who's really fantasizing about it, uh, if they actually went through with it, a day later, they'd be, man, I, I really have made a huge mistake because they can't think because now they don't want to be, they can't they want the castration fantasy, anymore. Yeah, the right? fantasy is no longer there. Right. So. It's like, what next? You start yeah. taking hands, you cut the penis off. like. Or it's like, what's the opposite of castration? Yeah. Uncastrating? I mean, you're like, I want, oh, I want you to attach all balls the balls. To me. Right, like, give me all, all the balls. balls. <laughs> I guess. Um, yeah, I think when it goes that far, 
if you actually go through with it, you've peaked. There's nothing, there's nothing left. So you'll be um, so on the some sub- things really should remain a fantasy. So you'll be on the subway, and you'll just all of a sudden fantasize chopping someone's balls off. Kind of, yeah. Uh, for you, is it just a uh, a quick chomp? Okay, thanks. Off you go. Or is there a is it a long drawn out process? That's incredibly <laughs> painful and. The, yeah, the ladder. The ladder? Yeah, the ladder. <laughs> Can you imagine, though, if you found someone, and you actually went through with it, and you strapped the person down, and you just took out, like, a butcher knife, and just, boom, all right, off you go. They're like, wait a minute, where's no pomp and circumstance? Right. You know, whatever. We could go to the vet and just do it with that rubber band that they do. It elastorator. Yeah, yeah the elastorator. I know, that we had cattle as a kid. Oh, okay. So, maybe this is the funny thing. I've actually castrated. Many oh, times. you have? I've many times, yes. Huh. We had cattle So, you've peaked. I've, I, in your mind, I've peaked. I, yes. I've peaked. I've also branded many times. Wow. But, I've never done that either. Yeah. But they were all steers, you know. Yeah. Well, they were steers after the castration, I suppose. But, right. Uh, if you want, I could, like, write up some fanfic of people. Or yeah, what I could do is actually probably I could find some sort of uh, uh, story online uh-huh. where... They're just castrating animals, right? But just do a find and replace that might. We could do that. Maybe it probably it's wouldn't more, work. For me, it's more the taking something of somebody, yeah, and and keeping it. it. I mean, the act, yes, would be great, but it's more the trophy on the shelf. That You're going to get so many emails from this. I know people, God. and that's. <laughs> so, what do you say to someone when someone says, "Will you do this"? Is this public knowledge? It must be public knowledge. Yeah, it's you've public knowledge. It in, yeah. You're talking about in tests. Yeah. So, so people, I'm sure people have approached you for it. Oh, yeah. And? Not, not now, yet? Now they will. So what are you going to say? I mean, how are you going to... Sorry? I'll talk about it. We could definitely... And I'm not a huge role play person, but that was something I'd love to role play. Yeah. Um, you know, a scene where you get almost there, but not quite. Yeah. Awesome. I have something for you. Oh my god! Oh my god! I have this. Is I can't believe this is this is good. You're gonna love this. I'll be right back. I'll okay. double check. Okay. Uh, here's an early New Year's gift for you. This is. Uh, you know what this is? I think I know what it's for. This is a. This was actually a gift to Saad. Uh huh. Right? Uh, and I don't know if you should mention that you even have it. I'm not sure. Uh, but we, we, this is for castrating, right? Okay. But this is not the rubber band thing. Right. Um. Oh my God, it's gorgeous. It's huge. And I love vintage. We've been trying to get rid of it for a long time. Son actually wanted me to throw oh, really? it out. She, she doesn't want it? She, well, she, she, she was great for a while, but then just taking our space because it's not something never, you can't, you can't use this on anyone, right? But you can threaten with right? it. You could threaten with it. Would you like it? I would love it. There you go. Thank you. Oh, oh my God! It weighs a ton. Kind of, I, it, I feel like I just got an Oscar. Where you go? Oh my God! It weighs. It's so heavy. I'm going to take a picture of it. Here. <laughs> Actually, can, can I, I, with me? So yeah, this will be the. <laughs> I think it's called a Berdi. Let me double check it. I know it's Oh, I got it open. So. Ah. <laughs> Can you hold it up with it, like with like that? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, Mary, uh, it's called a Berdizio, right? Okay. And um, yeah. yeah. Okay, you're happy. I'm That's happy. Good. I'm so happy right now. 
I've set a dangerous precedent. Now everyone's going to expect a, a gift exactly. for every interview. Oh, no. oh wait, am I the first? Yeah, you. Well, Maybe like a tea. fruit basket? No, you get tea. No? You get free tea. Okay. So that is like your fantasy toy. Oh, yeah. Well, people can see a picture of it and how happy you just were oh, yeah, I could just on the website. Fuck with people's heads with that. And that's awesome. I just. I just. I, I apologize to whoever is on the receiving, <laughs> receiving end of that. Uh, do you have a another an, an alternate phrase other than uh, what was the phrase you hated? Oh, what was a uh, reaction junkie? Do you have a, an alternate? I don't. I don't. So what did it say on your profile? You just like you like reaction. I, I really a, enjoy reaction. No, I have a Camus quote. That's it. A what? A, uh, Albert Camus quote. Oh, what is it? Um. Uh, the only way to deal with an unfree world is to become so absolutely free that your very existence is an act of rebellion. Ah, that's nice. So that's all I say. But that's pretty open-ended. That means you get a lot of unsolicited emails then because of it? Um, I get a lot of unsolicited emails because of my pictures. Yeah? Um, only a couple people have actually noticed the quote and those people I've responded to because they <laughs> took the time to read. Uh, it's funny for a period of time when, you know, kink was in all over the New York post, I got a little paranoid and I made all of my face pics friend friends only. Yeah. And, uh, it's amazing. I didn't get any unsolicited emails on fat life. It's kind of weird how that works when you don't have those face picture pictures up that, Somehow when it's all blood and needles and stuff, no, <laughs> nobody really solicits you. <laughs> well, I suppose that's a compliment, though, isn't it? It is. Is it supposed to nobody emailing you when you have your face pictures up? That's true. Yeah. That's true. Yes. When someone does email you, um, you if, they, if they mention the quote and don't even mention the pictures, that's like a plus one for you? They never really mention the pictures. Um... It's more if they actually took the time to read and you know, or look at my fetish list or something like that, yeah. rather than just the generic, hey, how are you doing? I'm new on this site. Yeah. Any advice? That kind of thing. Yeah. It's like, I know you've emailed everyone else I know and probably a bunch of people I don't know. And yeah. you're just kind of trolling. That's, I mean, it's sort of the nature of the... It's the nature of the beast. Yeah. yeah. Yep. What are you going to do? You uh, seem to be, and I think a lot of people are, are like this, but you, I have the feeling you're sort of uh, especially annoyed by, you're smiling already, you're like, oh God, what the <laughs> hell am I going to, uh, uh, of the the stereotype dom, uh-huh. right? Uh, that you see in porn or, or yes. whatever. Um because a lot of it isn't really what I would consider domination, at least. Like what? What is it? Like kink.com. They used to be great. The men in pain. Yeah. You know, Katya encased in leather, just electrocuting. I used to watch that before I became pro. I was like, wow, uh, she's fantastic. Yeah. And there's no sex. There's no sucking. There's no fucking. The women did not get naked. Cut to now. They're all... Given blow jobs and hand jobs and getting their pussies licked and they're fucking. Yeah. For me, that's my personal life. That's not what a professional dominant does. Yeah. Um, and so you're saying this gives the people a bad idea mm-hmm. of it? Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I, I mean, Wait, yes. it's a fantasy. Uh, it's obviously a fantasy, yes. but the problem is, is, and I've, 
I, I, I've wanted, to, I don't know anyone at kink.com. I would love to be able to get someone on and just say, could you make another site? Mm-hmm. They have like a billion sites, right? Yeah. Could you make one more site that's a little more realistic to, um, not, I, I want it to be more realistic to what a, a placing is like for two people who either know each other or don't know each other, but it's mm-hmm. just a real scene. I want to see a right. real scene. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> that would be great. It, the problem is, is that it's always like you worm or you're worthless. Yeah. And if you're worthless, I'm, why is she even hanging out with the person? Right. But uh, I mean, I don't know. And it's always, it's almost always, I haven't seen it in a long time. Right. Um, yes. Force blow job. Mm-hmm. Ooh, how horrible. Mm-hmm. Uh, sex. And then strap on, mm-hmm. and then, you know, and then that's it's just very formulaic. Jackson, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's very formulaic, and and I feel like it's just over the past five years, even it's gotten more so. So I would love to see more of what they did when they first started. Like yeah. if you go way, way back. So have you proposed um, either making your own or? I, for me personally, I don't do video. Um, no, I mean, I mean, you could direct, you could write. I could. Uh, you know, I. Why wouldn't you maybe submit a script to Kink.com? And, and again, it's constructive, right? Mm-hmm. You're saying you can use this for free. I will give you this script if you want more. You can hire me to write more. Right. But here, this is this is this is awesome. Why don't you try this? It's not the worst idea. Maybe I will give it a try. That's the I... greatest compliment I've ever had. <laughs> well, it's not the worst idea. <laughs> that came out the wrong way, I guess. Right, don't worry. About it. <laughs> uh, I have a tweet question. Uh, You've kind of talked about this a little bit. Maybe you could be more specific. What is? What do you enjoy most about a good BDSM scene? Yeah, we did touch on this. A little bit, I guess. Um, real, really, the the connection, mm-hmm. the the act of meditation. That when I'm seeing with somebody and it's wonderful, everyone else just kind of falls away. Yeah, everything else just really doesn't matter. And I've had scenes where I could have sworn it was 45 minutes, and the other people in the room were like, "No, that was about four or five hours." Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Do you find uh, public play scenes uh, in? I won't anymore. You won't? No. I've had uh, entirely too many people come up and interrupt. Um, like, with, what do they do when they interrupt? I've done needle Like scenes. I just did. Yeah. I've done needle scenes at parties and people come up and, and just start talking to me like, oh, will you do that on me next? Like, like I, I'm doing something with somebody else right now. Yeah. Go away. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I don't enjoy seeing seating at parties anymore. I would I much prefer the one-on-one aspect. Now. Yeah. Um, That's too bad. Yeah, for other people. <laughs> Sucks to me. <laughs> yeah, kind of. <laughs> uh, this was a lot of fun. Yeah. I'm glad you did this. I'm glad I did this as well. I hope it wasn't as bad as you thought. I mean, no, you, got some, you got a I, free parting gift. I'm going to just go castrate men all the way home, really. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Let me wipe our fingerprints off it first, please. <laughs> I'm going to see the knock on the door of the NYPD and like, 
Uh, is this yours? <laughs> I've never seen that before in my life. What is it? It looks like a very bizarre letter opener. And it's covered in blood. It's covered in blood. <laughs> thank you for doing this. Yeah, thank you. Hey, if someone wants, I mean, do you want people to know your Fet Life? Oh, yeah. Uh, Fet Life is Megan underscore McCord. Twitter is Megan underscore McCord. Website, mistressmeganmccord.com. All the yeah. links will be on, on all the. the oh, okay. And people oh, have to check fine. out the website. Uh, just to see how happy you are with the... Uh, with the... the, 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 the what is it called again? Prodigia. Prodigio? Prodigio. Okay. Because, uh, I mean, if it's mine, I should probably know what it's called. Yeah, there's yours. Uh, <sighs> Son will definitely give you the right... Okay. Answer. Good. Thank you for doing this. Thank you. Uh, you can find Megan's uh, Twitter stuff. You can find her website link. All that stuff is on uh, massacast.com. Oh, you can also see pictures of the, the gift Sod gave her to her so. And the big smile she has with it. Uh, don't forget Lee Harrington's More Shibari You Can Use uh, on Indiegogo. Just a few days left to support it. And uh, thanks for listening. Bye-bye. <laughs>